Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today is Trinity Sunday, the day when we think about and celebrate God the three in one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. There's one place in the Bible where the Trinity is actually mentioned. It's at the end of Matthew's Gospel when Jesus commissions his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Throughout his life, Jesus talked with his disciples about God is and how much God loves Jesus told them that God loves us more than anything else, and with God's help, they could do anything. Now, during his life, Jesus did amazing things. He cured people, brought people to faith, even raised people from the dead. Yet Jesus was never thought to be God. Jesus was thought of as a prophet, perhaps even the greatest prophet, greatest, greater than Elijah or Moses or John the Baptist. Jesus was thought of as a really important prophet. But during his lifetime, he didn't seem to have any regard as God. Even Peter, Jesus' biggest fan, once called him the Christ, the expected Messiah who has come to save us. But even Peter did not refer to him as God. Maybe it was too much for him to handle, to think that his best friend, his teacher, was actually God. Now, if you think about all the things that Jesus did while he was on earth, all the healing and, and forgiving and loving, there was only one way that Jesus could possibly do all of this. He could only do it as if he was also God. Even on the cross, after experiencing so much pain and suffering, he was still able to pour out love and forgiveness on those who caused his execution. And three days later, he was seen again alive and well, and he appeared to his disciples and he told them what they experienced while they were with him was real. He told them that God is alive in him. And it was after he told them this, and after his ascension, that the disciples began the church. When Jesus was with his disciples, he, he tried to explain the relationship between himself and God. He said, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. I am going to the Father. Ask anything you like in my name, and I will do it for you. If you keep my commandments, you will do greater things than me, because I'm going to ask the Father to send you another advocate, another supporter, the Spirit of truth. And this is echoed in today's passage from John chapter 16, where Jesus promises the Holy Spirit to declare to his friends everything about both himself and God. So already, there's this early idea of God, the three in one. Jesus and, and God are somehow in each other, and the Spirit is to come later to support and lead us in the directions that we need to go. But as this idea emerges, question arise, how can you worship two or even three beings and have one God? Now, there are many different ideas out there about wh why we have this idea of God and, and Jesus and the Spirit and how they interact with one another, which is why we have different religions and, and different denominations in the Christian church. There are some who say that Jesus wasn't really a human, but was God in disguise. 
so that Jesus didn't really suffer on the cross because God couldn't possibly suffer like any ordinary human being. Then there are those who believe that Jesus really didn't die on the cross, but only appeared to die. There are many thoughts about who God is, who Jesus is, who the Spirit is, and how they interact with one another. So after many, 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 many years of fighting about this, leaders of the church got together at the great council of Nicaea. And at this council, a statement of belief was agreed and signed. And so the Nicene Creed was born. And we repeat this statement of belief when we recite the Nicene or the Apostles' Creed. The purpose of the creed is to unite the church around the world when we talk about who God is, who Jesus is, and who the Spirit is. It is a uniting force for Christians around the world. So how do we understand the Trinity today? Well, when we connect all three persons of God, there's no limit to what we are able to do. Jesus said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak on whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. I declare to you now, all that the Father has is mine, and I give it to you. This is the spirit of truth, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of God, however you want to talk about it. It's not just a little piece of God, but it is God. The spirit that is inside us all has the characteristics of God, the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God, the nature of God. God's fingerprints are on our souls. Because of this, we know that we are loved and cared for by God for who we are. God created us and breathed his spirit into our lives. Now, we can either accept this and live into it, we can celebrate it, or we can turn from it and pretend it does not exist. But we need this more than ever before. We have so many things happening in our lives, in, in, the, in the world, in our church. We need to know that God is with us, that God is over us and around us, that God is above us and below us, that God knows our hearts and thoughts and desires because God experienced what it was like to be human when he came to the earth. And at the same time, God has the whole world in his hands. There's no limit to what God can do in our lives. We can ask anything of God, and God will hear it, and God promises to give us what we need. But sometimes this knowledge does not lead to action. One of the things that we're good at in the church is talking about things. Some people say that we as a church talk too much about things, that we need more action. But it's important to know who we are and what our purpose is in this world. We talk about who we are as a church and why it matters. We talk about mission and vision. We talk about our need to understand who we are, who God is, and why it matters. Is God in the clouds looking down upon us, dictating what we are doing and where we need to go, or is God walking beside us? How does God, Jesus, and the Spirit interact with our lives, and why does this matter? Well, here's how I see it. In the beginning was the Word, and that Word is Jesus. The Word was with God, and the Word is God. This was in the beginning. God saw that the world needed God to come into the world, so God did this by sending his Son into the world, and Jesus lived a life ministering to others. 
And he promised us that when he goes back to sit at the right hand of God, that he will send the Spirit to guide us in truth, and the Spirit will give us life. The Spirit comes into our lives, and this is important because we depend on the Spirit. The Spirit comes into our lives to lead us and guide us and to connect us with God. The Spirit brings in people to our lives, people into our churches who will care for us, who will support us, who will love us. These people bring us comfort and peace. The Spirit will also lead us and the church from where we are in the sanctuary into the world to change lives. And all of this happens so that we know we are loved by God for who we are as we are. God doesn't want us to change. God does not want us to go out into the world mindlessly and not think about our faith, not think about God, not think about the decisions that we are making. And all of this happens so that we may have peace. The same peace that the Apostle Paul talks about in his letters. Paul talks about justification, salvation, grace. What Paul says is that because of the love of God, we can endure almost anything. And not just endure anything, but what we go through in our lives, it will help us grow stronger. It will help us find hope. You see, justification is a promise that God accepts you as you are, not because of who you are, not because of what you have done, not because of what you might become or do, not because of who you have promised to be or what you have pledged to do, but God accepts you. God loves you for who you are right now. And this love brings us salvation. Salvation is God telling us, I love you for who you are, and I want you to be with me forever. So when your time on earth is done, I promise you that I will welcome you with open arms into the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that amazing? That God loves us so much, that God wants us to be who we are, and then God is going to bring us to him when our time on earth is done. Because that's who God is. That's what God does. That's how much God loves us so that we might know peace in this world, that we might know love and grace and forgiveness in this world. And then when we experience this from God, we have the opportunity to share this love, this grace, this peace and acceptance to the world around us. Now, as the people of God, as Faith Lutheran Church, we are called as a community to move from this space, to move from our building out into the world. We are also called to do more than just survive. We're called to have a mindset of abundance, not scarcity. We're called to find our mission in this world and to live that mission out in everything that we do. 
Our mission as Faith Lutheran Church is to respond to and share God's love with the world. We are called to bear witness to the peace of God in Christ Jesus as we respond to the needs of our neighbor. Now, here's the thing. God doesn't need us to be good. God doesn't need us to do what's right all the time. God doesn't need us to give of ourselves for God's sake. God's going to love us regardless. But our neighbor needs us to do what's right. Our neighbor needs us to give of ourselves. Our neighbor needs us to live in a faithful way. Our neighbor needs to see the Spirit working in our lives. Now, have you ever had that feeling inside of you, that warm and fuzzy feeling when you've done something for somebody else without any expectation of getting something else in return? Have you ever had that feeling inside of you where, where you just a sense of feeling pride or excitement or happy because you did something for someone else or you did something that was connected to your faith? This is the Spirit of God working in your life. So when we look out into the world to extend the peace of God to the world, what we are doing is we are transforming our lives and the lives of the people around us. So when we can move from suffering and scarcity to abundance, we can move from hungry to fulfillment. We can move from hurting to comfort. And as we make those transitions, as we transform our lives, we will find the love of God that is given to us through Jesus Christ, that continues in our life today through the Holy Spirit. And because we are given this, we can extend that to others and make a difference in the world and in our lives. Amen.